Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. Good morning. Right now at 5, COVID relief moves forward today in Congress. After the Senate passed the $1.9 trillion bill this weekend, it now goes back to the House. How soon it could get a signature from President Biden and how soon those stimulus checks could go out. Just days after Bakersfield police took over the investigation of what happened at two little boys reported missing from California City. More than 50 officers along with canines search a field in Bakersfield near where the family lived before moving to Cal City. The latest on the investigation coming up. Plus, celebrating International Women's Day, we'll introduce you to a documentary and filmmaker who says right now, amidst a pandemic, is the perfect time for women to seize the change they've been seeking. This is Monday, March 8, 2021. Good morning here at 5 a.m. Good to have you with us. I'm Maddie Jansen anchoring from home. Alex Fisher in studio and um, another big story today. It's a big day for a lot of local students. Another school district uh, Greenfield Union is bringing back uh, TK through first grades today in person for the first time uh, in about a year. So it's a big day. It's a big day in my house too as I get my kindergartner and first grader ready. Yeah, Maddie, I bet your household is going to be crazy this morning, but uh, time to get ready and get dressed and head off to school. Uh, on the weather front, it's going to be a pretty nice day. Just a little bit windy up in the Tatchby area for all you kids that are getting ready this morning. Uh, right now we're sitting at 47 degrees in Bakersfield, so there's a cool start here as well. Just uh, a light wind earlier, but now we've calmed down. You can see temperatures throughout the day will be rising into the 60s by 3 o'clock, right near 66. And then for the Tehachapi area, sitting at 41 right now with a west wind at 16 miles per hour. And we will see again those winds throughout the day and temperatures expected in the upper 80s. We're looking at a chance of rain and yes, mountain snow headed our way. I've got more details on that coming up in just a bit. All right, thanks so much, Kevin. Breaking overnight, at least one person was killed in a crash off Alfred Harrell Highway earlier this morning. According to the CHP incident information page, it happened just after 1 a.m. near Hill Road at Hart Park. According to the website, the car went into a ditch and collided with several trees before landing about 30 feet from the road. It's not clear what led up to the crash. CHP has not confirmed how many people were in the car or the identity of the driver. We'll continue to bring you updates on this story as we learn more. It has been 77 days since three-year-old Orson and four-year-old Orrin West were reported missing from their California City home. But there seems to be more movement in the investigation. 17's Perla Shaheen tells us more about a large-scale search party in Bakersfield over the weekend. It's now been almost two and a half months since three-year-old Orson and four-year-old Orrin West were reported missing. Law enforcement is keeping much of this investigation under wraps. The facts of the case are still going forward. The boys have not been located and there has been no arrests made. But new developments have brought renewed energy to thousands looking for answers. They will be found. They will be brought home. Most recently, law enforcement searched for evidence in a dirt lot in southeast Bakersfield. It's near the Casa Loma apartments, where the adoptive parents of Orrin and Orson West used to live. This is not the first search that has been conducted in the city of Bakersfield by the Bakersfield Police Department during our participation in this investigation. I expect that there will be more searches. There's been numerous interviews, numerous search warrants, and that will continue uh, until we know what happened. Kern County Search and Rescue 
Matthew went out with more than 50 Bakersfield police officers and FBI agents to search the grounds. They also brought canines. As far as if any items of evidentiary value were located, I can't get into specifics. Police also would not say what caused this search party. Many Bakersfield residents have searched for evidence around this area before. We've, we've been here uh, multiple times actually. Um, I'm not sure if the search that we did was as wide as the law enforcement did, um, but we did attempt to come out here in a few areas around here. Bakersfield police only recently took over this investigation. Many are looking forward to seeing what they can do. They're skilled at what they do, and, and now it's time for us to kind of set back and, and let them do their job because they have the manpower, they have the resources. I really believe that they are getting close. I really believe it. 17's Perla Shaheen reporting. If you have any information on the boys, you can call BPD or call Secret Witness at 322-4040. Your time now is 5.05. And meantime, Northern California authorities are looking for a Bakersfield man who went missing after he got stuck driving in Tuolumne County. The Tuolumne County Sheriff's Office said they were called to the snow park area off Highway 108 on Friday afternoon for a suspicious abandoned vehicle. Deputies say they believe 31-year-old Eduardo Martinez Perez tried to drive around a gate before getting stuck. First responders finding items belonging to Perez outside the vehicle and footprints nearby. Anyone with information on where he may be is asked to call the Tuolumne County Sheriff's Office at 209-533-5815. And another search here locally. The search continues for a missing college student. A search team went out Friday to look for Dane Elkins around downtown Bakersfield. Elkins is a UC Santa Cruz engineering student, and uh, and he his car was found abandoned north of Castaic. His family believes he has been sighted in Bakersfield, so volunteers met up at Mill Creek to help find him. Volunteers say they understand why Elkins might have been feeling depressed. We understand that right now with COVID and everything, mental health is a very big factor with everything going on. And a lot of times guys don't really get to express their feelings. They feel like they're alone. They feel trapped in a world right now. That's, it's really hard. You can't see your friends. You can't even go to school anymore. You can't go to the movie theaters. You haven't seen your friends in months. The family says they want Elkins to know he's not alone. And the family also respectfully asks that you send any information or pictures to searchingfordaneelkins at gmail.com. In your 17 Crime Watch, this morning the investigation continues after a woman's body was found near an orchard northeast of Arvin. The woman's body was found Saturday morning around 6.30 in the area of Towerline Road and Buena Vista Boulevard. The Sheriff's Office says the body showed signs of trauma and homicide detectives have taken over the investigation. The woman's name has not been released and there's no word of any suspects. New information over the weekend on a man accused in a bizarre murder case in southwest Bakersfield. Police were called to a home on Candy Street on Friday after reports of a man outside covered in blood. But when officers arrived, the man barricaded himself inside. When officers got in, that's when they discovered a woman's body. The man was arrested, and according to the KCSO inmate search, 30-year-old Kevin Antrim faces, murder, faces charges of murder and inflicting corporal injury on a spouse or cohabitant. The victim's name will be released later this week. Antrim is due in court tomorrow.
507 is your time now, and today county supervisors are set to hold a public hearing on a much-debated ordinance to streamline Kern's oil and gas permitting process. The ordinance would add more than 40,000 new wells to the county by 2036, a boom to oil industry jobs. Kern Citizens for Energy saying it estimates an additional 25,000 openings, but environmental activists aren't sold on it. Allowing oil and gas drilling to occur in neighborhoods, near schools, near homes, Near, you know, near hospitals um, is completely inappropriate. What keeps me up at night is whether we'll have permitting support in the state to put people back to work. Now, permitting is a controllable element of the business environment that really needs help. 17's Jim Scott sat down with those on both sides of the issue this weekend for Kern County In-Depth. You can watch the complete interview on our website, kget.com. All right, Kev, thanks so much. Your time now is 516 and the NBA All-Star Game was played yesterday in Atlanta with no fans in the seats. As expected, the highlights were non-stop. Take a look at this. It's just a regular dunk. But if he kisses it, kiss That was Portland Trailblazer guard Anthony Simons. And to no surprise, he took home the trophy in the slam dunk contest. Before the game, players held a moment of silence to honor the lives lost to coronavirus. Then it was game on with, the t with Team LeBron and his stable of stars taking on Team Durant. For the fourth year in a row, Team LeBron came out on top, winning 170-150. to And after a sluggish star, Golden State Warrior guard Stephen Curry won the three-point contest. And it was a tale of two Dodgers fans in Arizona over the weekend. The Dodgers taking on the Royals in Cactus League play on Friday afternoon. But as the game is wrapping up, this fan appears to have had enough. She cuddles up with a blanket for a nap on the grass. Meanwhile, her companion is hamming it up for the cameras and taking full animated advantage of his television time. She did eventually wake up to be told that she's been caught snoozing only to immediately pull up the covers and return to the land of Shuddai. How I have to say, I was actually there over the weekend, or last week watching the game. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a laid-back environment, but if you get on the grass, it's, it's very, it is a very comfortable uh, lawn. So don't necessarily blame her, but, I mean, come on, the Dodgers are playing. Welcome back here at 519 and making headlines around the nation. An investigation's underway this morning after three SWAT officers suffered minor injuries, breaking up a large college party in Colorado. Cell phone video shows police cars arriving on the scene in Boulder Saturday night. You see a crowd of people running after the police cars. The area is known as The Hill, and it's popular among University of Colorado Boulder students. Police say as many as 1,000 people were at the party. Police say three SWAT officers were struck with bricks and rocks, causing minor injuries. An armored vehicle and fire truck were heavily damaged. Boulder Police tweeted it's reviewing body camera footage and social media to identify those involved in damaging property and assaulting the officers. In just hours, jury selection is set to begin in the murder trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who pinned George Floyd to the ground, his knee across his neck for more than eight minutes before he died. Floyd's death sparking outrage and a movement for racial equality across the country. Jay Gray has a closer look at what to expect as the high-profile case gets underway. Anger. Frustration and calls for justice echo through downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> All right, what's your name? George. George? George Perry Floyd. 287 days after George Floyd died, his neck 
pinned under the knee of Derek Chauvin. It's never okay to hurt somebody like that. We shouldn't have to go to court for anything like this. We shouldn't have to. But today, they will be in this courtroom as jury selection begins in the murder trial of the former police officer. The goal should be is that there's a cross-section um, of jurors that's representative of different political viewpoints, different races, different genders, and then that promotes a confidence. So I think taking jury selection seriously in this case is critical for the entire country. In a city that still has open wounds from riots after Floyd's death, and worries about what could happen as the trial moves forward. Fencing and razor wires been put up, buildings downtown boarded up. Not police say for planned peaceful protest, but others joining the expected crowds outside the courthouse. They seek to cause destruction and chaos in our city by using peaceful protesters as cover, by using them as a shield. Law enforcement from at least a dozen agencies, all recently trained in nonviolent conflict resolution, will be on the ground through the verdict in this high profile case. Jay Gray, NBC News, Minneapolis. KGET Business Watch is brought to you by Grapevine MSP Technology Services, the Valley's leading IT service provider. Welcome back here in your 17 Business Watch. It's not your imagination. You likely did have more robocalls last month. Americans got 4.6 billion robocalls in February. That was a dramatic 15% increase over January. Scam calls saw the biggest increase, up 26%, followed by fake alerts and reminders, and payment reminders, 14%. In particular, warranty scams increased by 74 million calls in February versus January. Because of those robocalls, a lifetime of savings can be wiped out in an instant. Crooks often target the elderly, who tend to be more trusting and less savvy about how to detect a scam. A Michigan woman recently learned that the hard way. Now, she's warning others to make a plan with elderly friends and family members to make sure the same thing doesn't happen to them. NBC's Chris Ballone has the story. Teresa Okaskis-Allen says she was reviewing bills with her 78-year-old mother Jan one day when she started to sense that something wasn't right. She was paying a bill every month for life insurance, but yet she didn't have life insurance. Teresa discovered someone had talked her mom into buying a prepaid funeral. When she started digging into the details, Teresa learned her mother was paying 22% interest on something she could have paid in full all at once. And over the course of 10 years, the value of $6,400, she would have actually paid out $16,000. But that wasn't all. It turns out Jan also fell victim to a very common tax collection scam. Um, she owed money and she needed to pay right on the spot or her and my brother were going to... Offziger with the AARP says as we age, we become bigger targets for scammers. Honestly, they hold the majority of wealth in the United States and scammers go where the money is. She suggests people teach their elderly loved ones not to answer the phone if they don't know who's calling and warn them never to give out any account numbers to strangers. Anybody that asks you for a prepaid gift card, red flag. Anyone that asks you for Bitcoin, Social Security number, Medicare number, financial institution information, all of those are red flags. Teresa says her mother now has her mail and bills sent directly to her children and is relieved she doesn't have to deal with it anymore. She's still having people that are trying to reach out to her 
um, to take advantage of, of her age and of her vulnerability. As the nation ages, it's a tough but important conversation to have to prevent years of hard work and savings being drained away by one phone call or email. Chris Pallone, NBC News. Today is International Women's Day, a celebration that began over 100 years ago in Austria, Denmark, Germany and Switzerland. 17's Eliana Kapian joins us live in studio this morning with more. Good morning, Eliana. Good morning, Alex. A hundred years after the first celebration of International Women's Day in 2011, President Barack Obama proclaimed March as Women's History Month. The purpose of International Women's Day is to recognize all of the achievements of women and to bring a call of action for women's equality. I spoke to one filmmaker and podcaster who is challenging the role of women in society and the workforce while encouraging women to make the changes they desire to see. Every year, International Women's Day is recognized on March 8th. The theme this year is Choose to Challenge. One challenge currently being faced is the COVID-19 pandemic. Denise Soled-Cox is the producer and director of the documentary Project Enye. She is one of the 38% of female documentary directors in the business, and this year has brought her and many women more clarity. I think for a lot of women, they start beginning to think what what could my life be right because we had so many restrictions put upon us staying at home kids at home i mean so many things that changed and it really i think forces the woman that's ready to make a change and that's dreaming about a change to actually be decisive about that change. Soled Cox says that a huge reason for the change in mindset is the constant reoccurring issue of the gender wage gap. Unfortunately, uh, as of the statistics for last year, it's 80, white women make 81 cents on the dollar compared to their male counterparts. Now, Latina women, of which both you and I are, we're making, I think, 55 cents, one penny less than the year before. and. That's very upsetting, you know, to, to sit and think about that and to wonder how are things going to change. And frankly, I have found a lot of power myself in looking at what can I do to affect this? What can I change about myself to improve that for me? Because what I do for me actually does affect the collective. The International Women's Day slogan is individually, we are all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day every day. We can all choose to challenge and call out gender bias and inequality. We can all choose to seek out and celebrate women's achievements. Collectively, we can all help create an inclusive world. Fill your life with supportive women. Fill your life with women that, that celebrate you and that you feel amazing with. Fill your life with people that you believe in and who believe in you. You deserve it. Purple, green, and white are the colors used to bring awareness to International Women's Day. You can show your support by posting a photo with your right hand held up and the hashtag choose to challenge. You're choosing to challenge the gender wage gap, gender inequality, and to create a more inclusive world for everyone. In studio, Ileana Capellan, 17 News. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.